What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode on the Infrastructure Network. Today, we have a special guest, Pan Learn, who's the Community Engagement Manager for LaunchCode. LaunchCode is revolutionizing the tech workforce by offering free tech training and job placement. They're not just looking for degrees and certificates, they're looking for passion, drive, and aptitude. With their unique approach, they open doors to a diverse pool of tech talent that companies are eager to hire. So if you're interested in learning more about how tech skills can impact infrastructure and create new opportunities, you definitely won't want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Infrastructure Network. My name is Chad Smeltzer. I'm your host. Today's guest is Pan Learn, who is the Community Engagement Manager for LaunchCode. Thanks for joining me, Pan. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's all mine. I'm, I'm excited to learn more about you and launch code and, and how we can improve workforce development in our communities. So starting off, I'd like to learn more about you. Uh, how did you get into launch code and, and, and you know, start from like the background of, of, of you and, and what you do? Yeah, no, I'm always happy to recount this wonderful story. So um, I was a working mom, um, I had two young kids, and I've always wanted to learn how to code. I tried to teach myself for almost a decade, um, made friends with people who do the work and just thought I could osmose it, you know, like passively and just kind of like take in real life and also do this thing. And um, that was not successful, but I came across uh, LaunchCode during the pandemic. They offered their classes online and then it said it was free, free online tech education. And I thought, well, it's online, which works great for my mom uh, schedule yeah. and it's tech education. That's what I want. But free, I couldn't believe it. And so I said, you know what? What do I have to lose? I signed up. I became a student and it was it's one of it was is and was one of those wonderful educational experiences I have ever had. And this is somebody who has two undergraduate degrees, a master's degree and several professional certifications. So I've been around education. I've, uh, I've been around being educated. I've been a teacher. And so, um, but I knew that this organization was special after I'd gone through it, that it was amazing support community is what it emphasizes and that they offer this education for free with an emphasis on hitting diverse populations, women, typically marginalized groups and making this accessible to people like myself, uh, working mothers and that kind of thing. I couldn't believe uh, what I was getting for no money down. It was, it was amazing and no money yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, so that's how I came to, to, to know launch code. And I volunteered for several years with the organization and, um, then they offered me, they offered me this gig, man. So I said, I absolutely cannot say <laughs> no to this opportunity to, um, to pay back, to be in service of an organization that not only taught me hard skills that I was looking, you know, the ABCs of programming that I wanted to learn, but also did so much to make me feel valued and seen as a human being to make me believe in myself in a way that I never did before and to create that community around me of which I'm still quite dear friends with. And I know people complain about being virtual and how it's hard to connect to people. I tell you what, I, I have made friends uh, through that LaunchCo program in 2020 that I'm still friends with today and that I hope that I'll be friends with them until until I'm old and gray. I'm, I'm yeah. just so grateful to, to LaunchCode and its community. And that's, that's what, what brought me to it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, it's yeah. great. That's uh, let's talk a little bit more about education. You were talking about your degrees and also wanting to learn how to write code. Now, where did you get your degrees and what are they in? Uh, so I actually have my degrees in design and technology for okay. entertainment. So it was for theater and film 
and you know theme parks that's where i worked and this was um this is what i like to joke with people is my bc era right so there's there's bc and an ac before children i had you know a fun career as a designer but that's a freelance life man i mean you right. you've got to like save your money and save your bread because you don't know if there's work coming and unfortunately i you know i had i had uh i would say i called it misfortune at the time but everything happens for a reason right. to graduate out of undergrad and grad school at both of the economic downturns and the bubble popping, right? Okay. So the audience downturn made it so that the entertainment industry is one of those optional sort of luxury industries that if there's no money in the system, projects get canceled. Um, so, you know, while I did some commercial work and I did some amazing projects, worked on, you know, the Harry Potter theme park and all, and Disneyland and all these wonderful places, nice. um, worked on some of the world's most wonderful stages. It wasn't creating the life that I needed it to be knowing that I wanted to be a family person. Right. Yeah. And then I went into grad school and graduated in odd nine, uh, sorry, in a, yeah, in, um, uh, 2012, wasn't it? Okay. Uh, that was so challenging with the housing bubble burst and projects just like, um, I might be getting my days wrong now and think about, it. but there was another downturn that meant that projects got canceled again. And it meant that the industry went from, I'm, I've got work for six years to, I have no work tomorrow, wow. you know? And so it wasn't an industry that could support me at the stage of the life whenever I was ready to come out and, and hope for that support. Yeah. So, um, Knowing the instability of that industry, I knew I couldn't continue okay. to build the life I wanted for my kids. So, yeah. So that's what I did. And after children, you know, as you know, you have to give up a lot of things that you thought you were going to be when you were 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know we were talking before this on the phone and, and you know, we're, you had kids in the background. I think I had my kids running around in the background. Yeah, it was, a little bit. Yeah. It was chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Love it's, it. yeah. Lovely. Yeah. They're back to school now. My kids are anyway. Just it's it's Mine been as well. so quiet yeah. now. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we get a chance to actually get things done sometimes. But yeah. uh, going back to our conversation before we started the podcast, uh, you know, you mentioned something about uh, disadvantaged communities and you know diversity, mm -hmm. equity, inclusion, you know things like that. And so there's obviously a passion there that you have for helping communities or disadvantaged you know people get out of education and obviously that's one thing launch codes focus on but what is the passion that you feel um you know can you describe some of that as far as these communities and, and what you see yeah absolutely and i and i always go back to my personal like my personal story because okay. i think it resonates with I, I think it resonates with a lot of people when we talk about marginalized communities i think you know everybody automatically thinks of black brown communities but we also want to make sure that the conversation is surrounding and this is where i personally care about but also where launchco really works and why we work so well together as a you know as a thing is that um marginalized communities can also include lgbt groups it can include um you know economic marginalization right yeah. um it's it's not even it, but you can also be skillfully marginalized you can have done all the right things you could have checked all the right boxes and Willy Wonka didn't open his door for you. Right. Like you don't, you don't get in. And and, and why? Uh, economic downturn. Uh, you know, right. whatever the case may be, there are different reasons why um, people can feel marginalized. And and all we want is is assistance. All we want is a friend. All we want is compassion. And um, having organizations like Launch Code be be someone that can facilitate that is so important. Um, but when we talk about marginalized communities from a traditional definition there are just clear gaps to access, mm -hmm. right? We want to we make sure that, that everyone at least has an opportunity to access. What we then asked for any of our launch coders and what I was asked, um, what was asked of me when I went through the, 
the process was if you have the drive, if you have the aptitude and you have the passion to do this for yourself, then we want to connect you with the rest. Why can't you normally be connected to the rest? Well, you can't pay tuition. You're not about to step out of your life after, you know, in your AC era of your life. Mm-hmm. After this, you're not going to go and do a four-year degree. You're not doing that. Right. But does that mean that you're always locked out of potential for earning and career? Um, so that that to me is is what drives me. Because if if there's any way that I can give back uh, to an organization that does so much to bridge those gaps mm-hmm. uh, for people, you know, I'm a middle child. So I always look out for the middle child, right? I'm we're not, I'm not the worst off. I'm not the best off, but I did just hit this sweet spot where it's just like I could use a hand, but there's not a hand to, to help, right. you know? So I, I really love being in an organization that sees need on the entire spectrum and yeah. has a system that really has been proven and works yeah. um, to bring people into um, lucrative career opportunities so that they can move themselves forward. Like it. Yeah, great. Uh, so... Where do you see with everything going on in America now, labor shortages and things like that? Where do you see this all playing together with everything going on? Um, you mean well, how Launch Code plays together in this space? I wouldn't say Launch Code, but I want your opinion of like the way you see everything in America now as far as labor shortages, like in communities, like what are we missing at this, you know, point? I love, um, I love this question because it always makes me point to the disconnect again where i think our work is not only to train and educate um, but it's also to to change hearts and minds of the decision makers right so when you go to these symposiums in technology um rooms you always hear labor shortage we don't have enough talent we need to develop more talent um all the way down to people who are really perceptive and they say things like we need to offer more stem education opportunities for young kids because that's where our, that's our future workforce right. i think what's really important in the sweet spot for launch code is we work with second career adults primarily and what that means is that there is an available workforce that we're ignoring because again we're not young and cute but we are not ivy league but the rest of us do have value and ceos are asking for employees to provide value and to stick with their companies and not always shift around and, and to do all the things that they need to do to make their companies work there's an entire workforce of people who are willing to do just that, yeah. but they don't have four-year degrees, but they don't look the way you thought that they that that you traditionally see. Um, you know, whatever the blo- barriers could be, it's like yeah. if we could just remove those, then I think that that would open up open up a lot of opportunity for businesses to thrive, for individuals to thrive, but then for developing tech communities like Kansas City to thrive as well. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good answer. Uh, so if you look at the way things are, uh, like after you just kind of described the labor shortages and what's going on, now we have AI coming into play, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. How do you perceive that kind of making a difference in what we do in this labor world shortage? <laughs> Whatever I, 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 think, I think it's more important than ever. Yeah. With AI coming into everyone's space to remember the human element. Ah. And I go back to what's important about what brought me to launch and what makes me such an evangelist for this company. It's that it, it, it was about the people. It wasn't just about the skill. Okay, great. So you taught me how to code JavaScript and you taught me how to, you know, make a project and deploy it on the web. Great. But what brings me back and what really captures me and gets my buy-in and my loyalty is that you cared about me as a person. Mm-hmm. This is for educators because I'm an educator. You know, I, I consider myself an educator at, at the core of me. 
Um, AI is going to write your quizzes for you. AI is going to write your lessons for you, but they are not. And should they replace you in the room with children just because AI can write a quiz for a teacher that used to take them two weeks to do yeah. that can do it in 30 minutes with the right prompts. Doesn't mean you give that teacher 40 students and where she was um, really her capacity is 12. Yeah. You're removing the human element out of it. And I think that that's something to be cautious about. AI is not going away, but like all technology, like a pencil, like a pen, it doesn't replace the person. And um, I think right now it's hard to discern. It's easy to say a pen doesn't replace a person. That's obvious. But I think it's hard for people to understand that AI doesn't replace a person either. Yeah. That it is just a very sophisticated pen. And if we forget that and if companies start saying, well, I'm just going to, you know, um, superstore this and have one person tending five tills mm. where I had six people doing that job before and think that they're going to get the same quality of the experience. I think that they're very wrong yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. Very powerful. Love it. And this is this is good. I'm like, oh, give me some chills there. But, uh, you, you know, you, I, I think about, you know, in my mind when you're talking and I was listening, I'm thinking about communities in the schools, the public schools, things like that. And. Now we're talking about AI and, and all this stuff kind of going on. And my, my kids, your kids, you know, we're, we're in this digital transformation in America, it seems like now, you know, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. If we don't detach ourselves and humanize ourselves and make sure we socialize and develop those skills that we're talking about, they're very important for businesses too, to showcase those, I think, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, because I think we miss that human element now. Uh, it's just like anybody can create a social post on AI. Anybody can create... Like you said, a, a newsletter, a blog, a, a paper, anything on, on AI. So you, you're going to see a need for this human component. Uh, but where do you see the community school systems, like public school systems, maybe playing a part in this, uh, maybe with launch code, maybe just in general? I love that you asked that question, too, because I actually do a speaking panel with a local organization here in Kansas City called Keystone Innovation District. And we um, do a session where I lead every third Wednesday, I lead this conversation, this exact one. Okay. Because, um, and I bring to it, again, my educational background in young education all the way through workforce development. But I do see it as a pipeline, a continuum. And where there are gaps, that's where I want to have work. That's where I want to work. Yeah. I want to pull that together. Because when you're talking about um, building more agile education systems, um, now we don't, because of AI, it will free up the teachers to be able to do, I bet if you go to any engaged teacher, they will say, I wish... My district will let me do whatever X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. Instead of doing the clerical things, instead of you know uh, uh, always hanging me up to drive for standards and and blah blah blah, I would like to do these things. I think AI will free them to do that. Yeah. I then think that um, AI will also free the learner, and this is a young person or an older person, to really be able to ask their customized questions that really make the meaning for them, right? right. So if I'm going through a curriculum, then if your question will be different than my questions because your understanding is different than my understanding right so then you're going to be able to have people understand what their potential is so no longer are we having to tell people you're too stupid to get this so this is not for you right Right. this career isn't for you because you can't do it it's not that it's just that we have now the tools to make this fit and make you understand it in the way that you get it so that you can be successful and thrive and businesses can capitalize on that they can take a non-traditional candidate who didn't get a four-year degree, wasn't Ivy League, wasn't even state school, not even community college, yeah. but they can, they can customize their training. They can, they can have the bandwidth to do that without making an expensive uh, you know, load for them. 
get that person to be productive very, very quickly and provide value for a very, very long time. Yeah. I mean, see it as a continuum of making sure that everyone feels their potential throughout their educational years. Everybody works to realize their potential through their young adult years. Then by the time, you know, you're mid twenties, thirties, you're really just cooking at your best, whatever that is, right? Yep. You're, you're the best mailman that's out there. You're you're the best web developer that's out there. You're yeah, and and then you understood. Oh, I thought web development was my thing, but it's actually cybersecurity. That's my thing, and that's where I thrive. And by that time, you're you're really able to just. And wouldn't that be wonderful? Isn't that just the wonderful like Mr. Rogers, Bob Ross vision that the whole world is filled with people who understand their own strengths and weaknesses to the point where they can own potential and we can all be happy and stop feeling like we're fighting against each other but lift each other up instead with all the energy that we had i i, I feel that very and truly that's that's the work launch code helps me do yeah. and that's what launch code is doing yeah. um but a long way to get there right so <laughs> yeah you're, you're right because you know workforce development trying to get the these systems into uh our communities uh government entities you know to accept them things like that it's mm -hmm. especially when you're talking b2g it's a whole nother world versus b2b because it's a mm -hmm. procurement cycle you know it's a system in place yeah. where you have to understand these different uh you know processes within government that you got to work through and and connect to the right people with the relationships you were going to say something oh uh, yeah you made me think that also that you know it, i got a little philosophical with that answer but ultimately what, right. does, what does it mean is is that Okay, so if you're a hard numbers person, if you're a business person, it's like, wow, that little Bob Ross painting was beautiful, but what what does it matter to me? Yeah. Well, it means that people who feel valued, people who feel invested in, people who feel that human element stay with your company forever, and they're so loyal. And you, you know, turnover costs money, onboarding costs money, retraining costs money. If you could limit or or, or minimize your costs there, yeah. and you have an employee that loves you until they retire, I think we all miss that. Yeah. you know that 1950s ideal of just like one job for my lifetime retire that company's happy with me i think companies wishes that they could do that yeah. and and i think people wish that we could kind of do that so that we can all experience a little bit of stability when it comes to just planning just yeah. just sure day-to-day planning wouldn't it be nice right yeah. so yeah <laughs> yeah, we literally had this conversation with a bunch of friends uh, over dinner last night we were talking um i don't think any well Three of us at the table didn't have degrees from you know from colleges and stuff. We went straight to the workforce. Once I got out of high school, I I did that. I went right to work. I wanted to learn and get the skills, like hands-on skills, and learn. But mm -hmm. uh, but as you kind of mentioned, as you you also want to have a mentor, also during you know, or someone to guide you uh, through that process as you get through your twenties and stuff, till you really feel like, figure out what you want to do. Uh, yeah. And learn, right? Business is what I figured. I was like, man, I want to learn business, right? But they yeah. don't teach you that in school. They don't. <laughs> yeah, there's a disconnect, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so. uh, what, what I love about what LaunchCode um, has done with our company partnerships. So what we do is we not only train um, really great talent, but we also uh, engage with company, companies to be partners with us mm -hmm. because we know that, that gap is substantial and again, expensive. Like, let's just get real about it. It's expensive. Yeah. So how do we help them out? And what we've done with our most successful company partners is that we've really figured out how to bring on entry-level talent, make that a, a load that is bearable for the company at, at a larger scale, right? We're not just talking about one or two, but we've brought on 15, 20 candidates at a time. And those, and that typically like can pay off for the company but we have a real system for mentorship yeah. and and growth within a person. Again, that human element is so, so important. Yep. 
so that the company's like, oh, this is this is how you do it. This is how you make a successful uh, entry entry way for entry level talent, so that they can become as productive uh, for us as possible as soon as possible. And then sometimes it's eye opening, and we've invented those processes through experience and, mm-hmm. and through time and through um, through um, support of our company partners. And so LaunchCode is always looking for company partners or or you know agency partnerships that has the work. It has the willingness, it has the desire and knows that a DI is important in the workforce um, so that we can help guide them through that to get entry level talent into the door. Yeah, that's super important. I, would it also make sense to, I, I'm going to uh, get into like colleges and, and, and going to college or not going to college, because I think that's a decision a lot of people can, you know, they have to just, well, everyone has to decide obviously what they want to do after they get out of high school. If they want to go to college, do you think that there's a, an issue with the, you know, the college system trying to you know, bring people in when we could have labor right there, just going into the workforce, but training them maybe through launch code. I'm just thinking outside the box, you know, what that would look like. I, I can answer that question in like two different ways. One is I would say from a mommy, like from a parent standpoint, right? Yeah. There are jobs that just will need college education. Okay. You don't want a surgeon who just went to, you know, who just like learned it on YouTube, right? So yeah, yeah. Those, jobs, <laughs> like, those will, you can't replace college. And then after that, um, in tech, though, if we kind of look at that paradigm, um, in tech, there are things that, again, uh, you know, sitting next to a tree, unless you're Isaac Newton, will not teach you. You will have to go to school for it. It yeah. is something that has to be certified and regulated so that there's an understanding and a standardization of understanding. Yeah. Right. But does every tech job require that? Um, at some level, there are tech jobs, um, and that's where we play. There are jobs that don't require that formalized education that is really about experience and getting down and doing it. Mm. And why why gatekeep people out of those opportunities when they've checked every box? They're culture fit, they're amazing, they speak well, they're 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 smart, they're intuitive, they're passionate. Yeah. But they don't have a college degree, autobot, no resume. Like why would you do that when when we could fill this need? Once once those needs are, you know, those jobs are met, then if those people want to go further and engage in colleges and, and higher learning, I'm a huge advocate for that. So, yeah, go yeah. and get that. So you can grow into your potential, whatever that may be. Yeah. You know? That's interesting you say that because uh, we're looking to hire developers on, on our side for mm-hmm. our software that we're building. But um, we we almost have to train them with their degrees how to write code. They just don't even you know, similar to what you know, we're talking about here, right? It's like mm-hmm. now we have to start an internship to bring them in because they're young and and teach them actually how to write code, develop front end, develop back end, you know that kind of stuff. And that's uh, it's time consuming for us as a software company, mm-hmm. as a startup especially because we're looking. Yeah. You know, we need to go. Like it's it's yeah. it's a race, right? It's uh, you got to get it up and going. But can you speak to like? Uh, I think you kind of did, obviously, like in, instead of like the degree, but teaching people the hands on skills, how to write code coming out of this college. Right. Is that what you're, you're kind of. Yeah. I mean, well, that's exactly what our programs do. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what our cool. programs do. But we teach them the what, what, I, what, I, what I think we've just um, sort of defined as the yeah. experience factor of that work. Right. What you're looking for is a business that's developing. And we talk to a lot of startups and a lot of so like, um, mid-level companies about this, like what you guys need are people who can produce value for you very quickly. You don't need a theoretician. You don't need somebody who like understands like all of uh, the architecture of uh, the back end and this and that. You just want someone to build something that works. Not to say there's no value to people who understand that, but for most companies, you need somebody who's just producing the need that you need, that you have. That's, that's it. Um, 
when you get to a certain size, then you have room, I think, to talk about like the theories and to improve architecture and to, oh my gosh, we, we shouldn't have built it that way. We should have built it this way so that we could scale. That This is true. So that's where we love to engage with learners, my company, you know, my, my peers, my colleagues um, on the company team, that's their job is to go into those companies and say, hey, do you have work that is just, that needs to be done? We have qualified people. And that's what I'd say to you. We have qualified yeah. people we'd love to connect you with yeah. <laughs> because we do, but uh, layer on top of that, that they're smart and capable of learning and growing. Mm -hmm. So you have like a moldable piece of clay, but it's not clay. It's formed and it's, it's got experience. It needs more experience to hone, yeah. but that, but that's the opportunity we have that we want to connect organizations with. Love it. It's, it's great that we're connecting because we'll need to talk after this podcast too. Yeah, um, so I want to talk to you real quick about the challenges because we have about uh, six or seven minutes left. Uh, yeah. you, you know, you, system recognize, uh, recognition uh, for launch code, like why isn't it not be recognized or accepted in some of these businesses or government entities, things like that? Can you elaborate on that? Um, one one is is that we operate in, um, in, in certain hubs in the country, right? So we're headquartered in St. Louis. Uh, we have a hub in Philly and we have a hub in Kansas City. And we've had hubs in other places as well. But um, I think um, what I love about the direction we're going as, as a company is we're looking at a more national um, a more national strategy. And I think that that is, is something that's only made possible by COVID now that everybody's very much more comfortable with being remote. Yeah. That's one of our barriers is that we were really market locked. Um, and, and now that everybody's sort of getting remote jobs everywhere, then there's really kind of no need to be geographically locked. Right. right. Um, after that, it's, it's, it's getting, it's getting, again, training the hearts and minds. It's getting people to think differently about how they hire and making them understand that it's not that scary because, 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 let's be a little real about it. It is scary to have something in, in your elements that feel different, yeah. right? You, you know, it's like, you don't want a deer in your house. Like you just, you know, right. it just doesn't look like, right. But we want them to understand that um, having diverse tech workforces gives them advantages that, that on a scale, I think has not been seen yet yeah. because, you know, black brown faces don't take up a huge portion of most tech workforce departments. Right. right. Um, so we haven't seen the benefit of that change over time. We know the value. Um, I think we know the value as 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 a business to have women in the workforce, not just men. Right. I think that conversation is on its way. I think now the conversation can kind of go back and say, you know what, diversity in other forms really will have positive value for you. And I think that's the big leap we have to help large companies take. Yeah. Uh, that's the brave leap we have to help mid companies and startups take. This is like, I know you think you want what we all think of, I think when we say programmer, you yeah. know, a certain type of person in a hoodie that just, you know, hammers out code, but there is, there is another way that is successful. Yeah. And yeah. so I think once we, once we get the word out there about what we've done, I mean, we placed over 3000 people into jobs that were doing way other different things. So it, it we've, we've done it. The, the, uh, the structure and the system is proven and, and works well. We want to scale. We want to partner with you to, to show how it works for your company and yeah. customize yeah. what you guys need. Yeah, Love exactly. It. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. the other couple of challenges you mentioned, uh, job availability. Uh, job availability. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. And I think that that goes without saying it's not a struggle right. just for us, but we want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, the economy is, is situated in such a way that there's not a ton out there and right. of what's out there because of, you know, recent layoffs. That's, you know, it just means the market is a little bit 
flooded. There's a lot of choice out there. It's, it's, um, it's, it's a buyer's market, not a seller's one. Right. So, right. Um, so that's one thing for now, but we are hopeful about numbers and the things that we're seeing in our projections of, um, things coming back. I know that that's a much larger economic question. And I know that we're all on that ride together. Right. Right. Uh, what we do know though, is, is that people are still hiring. People do still have need. So where those two are in play, we have talent. I don't see why we couldn't somehow bring those two things to, or three things together. You yeah, know? no, true. I love it. Uh, and then one other thing I, I'm, I'm really curious about is you mentioned transparency. Transparency in what aspect uh, were you maybe referring to? Um, the challenges, uh, you know, getting the oh, word out sorry. there. Transparency yeah. challenges. Oh, um, I, I think uh, just what I think I said, I, it was about being honest about um, the end the hesitation to diversify workforce. I think that's, yeah. that's what I was referring to. Right. So let's, yeah, let's, let's be, let's not only be honest about what our feelings are about that, but let's move beyond that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of tell the truth, say, say what it is that you're worried about, get that out there. Don't hold it in so that we can all work together to move past it. If it's something that can be moved past on so that we can all progress forward. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, so that's, Love that's, it. I think, that, yeah. Yeah. No, it's really good. Uh, so we're almost out of time, but I want to finish with some thoughts that uh, you're thinking about or you want to talk about, it, you know, launch code wise and, you know, how we can you know get the word out there. Yeah. So final thoughts, I would say um, if anybody who's listening or watching this podcast um, and, and this uh, recording is interested in engaging with us more, please reach out to us. Um, we are looking for employer partners who believe in our mission, who want to support us, who wants to advocate for us building um, DEI teams in your organizations. So reach out um, at launchcode.org um, to get connected with some of our company representatives. And we would be happy to talk to you about that. If you are a person who fits within the demographic of who wants more for yourself and more for your families and um, the opportunity to get really great education that might set you on the path of what you're looking for, go to launchcode.org and you know sign up for our newsletters and sign up and see if there's a program that's the right fit for you. Um, so yeah, so that's what I would say. Love it. I Pan, I can feel the passion and the love coming from from just virtually, you know, us talking. It's, <laughs> yes, it's, yeah. it's, it's really great to to hear someone like yourself just bring awareness to this stuff and and trying to help others, you know, that's super important these days, uh, especially with our kids and all the things they're going through and everybody else. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining the Infrastructure Network. And uh, hopefully we'll have another uh, conversation about workforce development soon. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you. And thank you for having this wonderful podcast. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just so uh, flattered to be on and, and so honored. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. You have a great day.